All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's after 4 o'clock. Welcome back. Gregor Show inside the Ewell studio here in West Edmonton Mall. Hope you're doing uh, awesome on a Wednesday afternoon. Hey guys, uh, Jay Min was an amazing guest as a father in person who was raised by his grandparents because his parents left. Amazing strength. Keep up the greatness. That one comes from Gregor. Uh, yeah, Jay Min was an inspiring guy, man, for, uh, uh, for sure. Guys, thanks for the great interview. I'm in tears listening and thinking about how my kids grieve missing their mom they lost two years ago. Thank you for talking about such hard topics that uh, truly inspire me from the uh, Stair Farmer. Well, Stair Farmer, very sorry to hear about uh, your loss of, uh, of you know, your, your wife and your children's uh, mother. So uh, hopefully uh, your family is, uh, is doing great, we, uh, as well as great as, as they can in a tough situation like that. Hey, Greg's really awesome interview. I appreciate it. Very non-intrusive. I've heard many interviews over the years where your empathy really shows. Well done from uh, Oliver Steve. Well, hey, thanks, Steve. I really appreciate that. And you know what? Hey, kudos to, uh, to Jamie. And we talked about it during the break. And, uh, you know, and I'd asked him about it. I'd read an article, um, you know, where he talked to him. And I just want to see if comfortable. And, and he was, and he was great. And it, uh, um, you know, it's, it's always important because you know what? There's people out there that are going through different things and sometimes just hearing someone else and, and how they've gone through it and how they were able to, uh, to get through it and still go through it. Cause let's be honest, it hasn't even been a full calendar year since he, uh, since he lost his, uh, his young daughter at five months of age. Like, man, any, any parent out there, I know you just, you think about it right now, even just for a moment, the thought of, uh, of losing your children. It is, uh, it's a thought you don't even want. Right. Like, I don't care who you are. It's uh and it really doesn't matter. You know, when they're young, you know, they're five, they're five months they're 10, they're 15 they're t- at any age. You know, they always talk about for in life. That is the uh, the hardest loss to endure uh, is a is a parent to uh, to lose their child. So uh, definitely uh, for the for the Pelly family, uh, you know, our thoughts go out to them as they come up on the uh, the anniversary in uh, in 16 days. So uh, hopefully uh, they have a great celebration and probably be a lot of tears for sure. Now. 
Let's uh, go around the NHL. Brought to you by McDonald's. And uh, hey, the, for for a, for a good reason, for some tears. Some of you uh, maybe tears of joy as the McRib is back after a ten year hiatus, but only for this month. So do not wait if you want to try the classic McRib right now at McDonald's. And uh, we are joined as we always are Wednesday afternoons. Uh, Mike Rupp. Joins us. Uh, I saw him on uh, camera. He's looking very dapper. Had the old sweater going on, Rupper. Geez, look at you all classing it up a little bit at the NHL uh, All Star Weekend. <laughs> Clay wearing a sweaters, classing it up. Then I must have, I must have been a real low standard. I said, well, no, like you had that, the but... collared shirt, the sweater over top. You know, oh, kind of like okay. a little preppy look yeah. going on. You know, it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, you know, you can got to let people know that uh, I went to school at some point yeah. in my life, so uh, <laughs> want to look the part a little bit. Totally, uh, I totally get it. Um, you know, hey, let's talk about the uh, uh, the Rangers, and um, you know, they, they got a big win coming out of the uh, the break here. Uh, you know, Lafreniere scores the the overtime winner. Where the Rangers have been in first place in their division for like a hundred and five days, right? So, but the last. You know, two months, Carolina's just been gaining ground. Carolina was so terrible. It's just taken them a while to, to close the gap a bit. But what did you see in that game that makes you say, hey, you know what? Like, cause on paper, there's a lot of reasons to like the Rangers, but on ice for the last few months, they've been way too inconsistent. What's been lacking? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, it's kind of the stuff that has been the, the issue, maybe if you will, for a little bit of time now. It's like, uh, maybe not in the same way where in the past when the team has done really well, it's it's been great power play and goaltending is kind of stealing some moments for you. And the, and the goaltending hasn't been up to the, that standard. And, and as far as Igor Sturkin is, as far as he goes, um, you know what? They're, they're a team that I agree with you on paper. I mean, they're as well-built, I think, as anybody. Uh, I think on paper, but that's always a dangerous thing to say. Um, it, it's about how you're playing on the ice. And since the beginning of December, they've been not very good. And um, I think the biggest thing for them that I find watching them is that they are a very, um, I don't know, when they when they get going and you allow them to play the way they want to, I mean, they're electrifying. They can snap the puck around. They they look great. But when things are going bad, I feel like they lack kind of the players on the team to give them a spark and maybe have a, a – maybe it's a depth player to go out there and just – you know, let's give us a shift in the offensive zone and just kind of grind the other team down. They they don't have a ton of game changers in regards to the flow of a game and, and grab a hold of momentum. I, I feel like the best way they grab a hold of momentum is scoring a goal. Yeah, and it's it's not that easy, right? Like you got to try to find a something to grab onto. So that's a bigger thing for me. Is you know they've got guys on their team who I love, Mika Zibanejad. You got Chris Kreider. Pretty chill guys, mellow guys. They're not like necessarily players outside of getting offense. Like they're going to go out there and give you a big spark in any other way, right? So, um, getting some of those players um, activated in the lineup and um, being able to, to, I think, find some players like that even in the bottom six, I think, will serve them well. And and they've got Jonathan Quick right now, who's been buying them some time and. And all the talk in New York right now is him getting his third straight start coming out of the All Star break here, and he's getting this start. And they're like, "Oh my gosh, there's 
or what's up with Igor? And uh, this is a, okay. It's a good problem to have. You know, let buy Igor some time. Get Jonathan Quick back in there. He's been the better goalie, especially as of late. And um, Igor find himself. And uh, yeah, but you're, you're right. I mean, they've been a, a very, a very mediocre team since the beginning of December, and the Canes are. The Canes are right there with them, and if they're not careful, they're going to lose that top spot. Uh, last night, we saw a few guys with their new teams. Uh, Kuzmenko scores in his first game. Uh, Elias Lindholm scored two goals in his first game, both the Flames and the Canucks uh, win. Uh, you look at Kuzmenko. Like last year, he had a really good year, right? And, and this year, it just wasn't working for him. It comes in. I know it's only one game, but you know, he playing on a line with uh, Huberto and Sharon Govich, and you know, they had some chemistry. Huberto ends up with, with a three point night. Right, uh, one of his better games of the season. You look at Kuzmenko, and I don't know how much of that Boston game we watched last night or not. But you know, what do you think? Maybe could he add a spark there to to that Calgary team? Like a lot of people thought, ah, oh, you know what? They're just throwing out the season. Is this a trade? Because they got a like they got a bona fide player back uh, in return. It's a different position. He's a winger to a center. But you know, is this one of those weird trades? You think that might work out way better for Calgary than people think? Yeah, no, I think so. Um, hey, listen, like he. He's got some warts to his game. Yeah. Every player does. Um, you know, it's kind of, to be honest with you, I'm like the Huberdo and Sharon Govich and, and uh, Kuzmenko line kind of scares me in other areas of the ice <laughs> and, and not necessarily in a positive way. Yeah. You know, like, but if, you know, if they find a groove, I mean, they, they wouldn't be the first line ever that, um, that that's all offense. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I find in this league, and this is the thing that gets me, and I'll get back to to how Kuzmenko can 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 fit in here. Is I love when guy, I love when people like to jump on a player that's offensive and say, "Well, he doesn't play defense. He doesn't do this." Well, you know what? If you're scoring consistently and you have offense going. I mean, there's a ton of guys, tons of superstars. I, I'll say most superstars do not play defense, don't pay that much attention to it. But, you know, you're not really paying attention to that because they're scoring and they're getting points. Um, I think if you're able to get that line together and get going and and have that kind of production, then you can live with them not playing, you know, lockdown defense. It's it's not their, not their game. But um, even when you talk about what he did last year and what he did in, in Vancouver, I mean, what, what was it, 39? Is that where is that? 38, 39 goals? Yep. I mean, he he can score. I mean, I you know I don't think anybody's questioning him scoring, and yeah, I, I think that's something very interesting for this Calgary team because I mean, they haven't had you know Lindholm wasn't that he wasn't I didn't never really considered him a a sniper. I know he got two goals last night. He can certainly score some points or score some goals, but you know Matthew Kachuk wasn't a a sniper like that. I mean, John. Uh, John the Huberto, uh, he's got he's got that great passing ability. See how that works. But you go back to Johnny Gaudreau, and he wasn't that. So I, this might be one of their best scorers that they've had in a long time if they can kind of get him going in that regard. So I, I, I'm really interested to see how it works out. And uh, he's he's certainly shown that he can score. And uh, I, I thought that was a great trade for both teams. Mike Rupp uh, joins us. Uh, Rupper, the orders came close, but uh, ended up uh, one game shy. I actually thought that was one of their better games lately. Uh, you know, they just run able to score on Aiden Hill, hit a few posts, a crossbar, and, you know, it was, it was a tight played game. Uh, really, it, kind of like a grinded out game. And what I found interesting is I watched the orders, and it's strange because 
they look way more comfortable playing defensive games, which is what they've wanted to. It's actually their offense that hasn't been clicking at the level you would like to do. So how do you think they can jumpstart their offense a little bit more consistently? I don't know. That's a great point you brought up. I'm, I'm, I'm watching that game, and I would say through the first 40 minutes, I mean, even different times in the third period, the one thing I really noticed, first and foremost, the Edmonton Oilers, and I'm not talking about 97, the Edmonton Oilers are such a superior skating team to the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, that jumped out big time. And the back pressure that they received and the gaps, their defensemen, I mean, the gaps were unbelievable. They were squashing so many things in the neutral zone and up ice. Um, just the Edmonton's defense had that. They look, they look good. Like, they look, like, very confident in stepping up, and they know they've got the support. And, um, you know, that – that's just a game that um, it was kind of frustrating at times too. Cause I'm like, wow, man, they're really dominating this yes. game in a lot of different ways. And, but that that's Vegas. And, and I, and I love, I love that. I mean, I, I would have loved to have seen them go on and, and beat the record and see how far this baby can go. But at the same rate, this is like a little bit, and I agree with you that that was one of the better games I've seen them play in, in a little bit of time, but this is that, that last night, that game, is going to be playoff hockey. And we know that they're going to probably have to go through a team, if not the team like Vegas there, where Vegas hangs around. They're hanging around. And then when they get to that point where they get a little bit of juice going they and they start finding a little bit of, you know, playing in the offensive zone, they've got that decor that can just keep you away from their net. And it just didn't really feel like in the last, you know, the last 20 minutes of that game, I mean, that's Vegas hockey. That's how they won. That's how they will compete in the playoffs. So it's good that Edmonton got to see that right now. Maybe that's a game that you're going to remember through the course of this regular season because they still looked very good in the game. But that that's going to be playoff hockey. Like, and you're going to have to find a way to find that offense and find a way. But their defending, I thought, was awesome. I was very, very impressed with Edmonton in that game. Mike Grupp uh, joins us uh, from the NHL Network, of course, uh, longtime NHL or Stanley Cup uh, champion. And uh, Rupp are the, you know, a, f- a few other teams to kind of look at. You know, the Vancouver Canucks, they had Elias Lindholm. They talked about, hey, we wanted a second-line center. It's only one game, but obviously it couldn't have gone any better uh, for him. And it was interesting listening to some of the Carolina players. I think it was Martin Nuke said, hey, Vancouver played the way we wanted to play. They just did it longer than us uh, in that game. And, you know, you look at Vancouver – do you see them in in real need of anything else at this point right now? Like, do they do they still should they push all their chips in to look to get that second line winger? Is it worth it in your eyes? Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 worth it. I mean, this is a team that where they're at right now. Like, you don't get to where they're at points wise. Um, you know, you're not the top of the league by accident. And I've been one that's been very slow to give them kind of full praise this year. And I'm, I'm still not totally there as far as uh, playoff time comes. I think it's a, it's a different story, and I'm not sure how they'll react to that. But when you get special years like this that they're getting, and not just special years, like not just because you're, whatever, what are they getting now, 73 points or wherever they are leading the NHL. It's not just that part of it. It's that – you have so many players on your team that are having career years, and that's not going to happen again at the same time. Like we see that all the time. Oh, well, sorry, not all the time. That's what makes it rare. But we see it from time to time where you have career type years. And let's look at even New Jersey. Like how good was New Jersey last year? Well, 
I mean, how many guys were out of this world? You can't expect that all to happen. And there's other reasons why New Jersey isn't to the level they were last year. But when you have, you know, Thatcher Demko can easily win the Vesna this year. I mean, you've got you know, Quinn, Quinn Hughes. It's like what he's doing is out of this world. Brock Besser had never reached 30 goals. He's already passed that. Right, like, and then JT Miller, Elias Patterson, you know, Phil Pronick, what he's doing on the back end, all those, that entire third line has never done that before. So, what they're doing right now, I mean, I think you got it. If you have a need anywhere else, this is the year to go for it. I think you, you leverage wherever you can. It's about fit, but absolutely, this team's got to go for it because, you know, I don't know if you're going to get that, that type of individual contributions from across your lineup ever again. Yeah, and then there's definitely some people wondering about, hey, are they going to be able to shoot at that percentage all year long? The difference is they don't give up a lot. So, yeah, even if their shooting percentage goes down, I still think they'll be uh, they'll be pretty solid. The uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Rupper, you do their games. You know, a big shutout win last night against a very good Winnipeg Jets team. Um, you know, I know the Jets weren't uh, fully staffed, but still, um, you know, you look at Tristan Jari, gets the shutout, 23 saves. They didn't give up a lot in that game last night. Like, the Penguins, I'm still... I still, I look at their roster. I'm like, they got to make the playoffs. How can they not? I don't understand it. And then I, I, I get the whole, well, do they want to risk losing Jake Gensel for nothing argument? Uh, but would they give up on the sea? Like, would they trade him if it means they might miss the playoffs? Like, I, I to me, that's kind of backwards to what their plan is. They're kind of pot committed on being a playoff team, are they not? Yeah, I, I don't see them. I mean, I can understand the conversations and Jake Gensel because of you know, what he is and the asset that he is. And, you know, I think ideally they want to re-sign him if they're able to do that. I, I just don't, I don't think they're going to be able to give him what his market value is. So it's up to the player and his camp in that situation. But um, I agree with you. I think that, that that bed's already been made and that bed has been made, I think, I mean, prior Kyle Dubas taking this job. So Kyle Dubas is in a really tough spot here because how do you handle this situation? You know, what do you, what do you do? I, I'm not a believer in trading Jake Gensel for even roster player or players and future picks and this and that. I mean, you got Sidney Crosby's what 36, Evgeny Malkin 37. Like it's Chris Letang's up there. Like no, yeah, it's for what? For when those guys are 38, 39, and now it's going to be the all-in year. Like you're in the all-in now. So I, I don't see them doing that I actually think this team has a lot of things really going well from this year as far as some of their numbers and they, they have this really weird ability that I've seen this year I've seen, listen I've seen some stinkers I've called some stinkers man and they yeah. they're brutal and uh, but there's also been some really impressive games yeah and they've gone out and they've shut out Colorado early in the season they shut out Vegas before they were banged up early in the season. Now they shut out a Winnipeg Jets team. And, like, when they're playing those good squads, they're not giving up much, and their goaltenders rising to the occasion. So um, the power play is still going to be a thing. They got two power play goals last night. Mike Sullivan finally kind of broke it off into two dispersed units. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do deadline time. But I, I, I don't see I'm, – I'm like you. I don't, I don't see Jake Gensel getting moved even – if he's not signed, I think that that'll be something they're going to try to do um, potentially when the season ends before free agency opens. And uh, one last one, Rupper. Uh, what did you make of the uh, the Monaghan and the Lindholm trades? Um, the Lindholm one makes a ton of sense. 
Um, you know, I, I, I do have sometimes the big trades or most of the time the big trades don't work. So I'm kind of weird to being like, oh, it's, you know, we've seen this one before, but <laughs> obviously looked pretty good yesterday. Um, the Monahan one I like, I think it's, it's pretty low risk. Um, I think it's incredible for Montreal, what they've been able to do, right? Like they acquired one and taken on his salary and then they're picking up another first round pick and, and trading it now. So they made out like bandits, but um, you know, there's, it's an interesting market out there still. There's still some players out there. Um, there's a few, like uh, I got a few of these bottom six guys that I love watching. I think they can help some can some teams on the really on the cusp of winning and but the center ice position is is one where it's there's not a ton there of high-end talent so you know once Lindholm went I think all the all the value kind of went up for some of these other guys so we'll see where they end up falling Rupper great stuff as always man we appreciate it uh, we will chat with you next Wednesday have an awesome day all right, Greg. Have a great one, buddy. You betcha. That is uh, Mike Rupp from the uh, NHL Network. Also uh, does uh, uh, games for uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. It is four uh, twenty-two. We got uh, lots to get to uh, inside the room. We got uh, uh, spec coming up uh, a little bit later on. Lots of text flying in at eight three three four zero one fourteen forty in our email inbox eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. We'll get to some of those when we return on the Jason Greger Show. Here on Sports 1440, Orders Nation, YouTube and Facebook. 428, welcome back. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you on uh, Sports 1440. So got a lot of texts coming in uh, in regards to uh, Jamin Pelly. Uh, hey, Greger, really enjoyed that interview, man. I'm not even a big football guy. I love, though, that uh, it really doesn't focus on football as much as it does the human side. I love those interviews and uh, really the raw part uh, that I was not expecting, uh, thinking about him and uh, his family losing their young baby. So uh, thanks for the dose of reality. Definitely makes the uh, losing streak seem like nothing that important. Comes from uh, Jonathan. And you know what? Uh, I, I think he meant to, yeah, losing the winning streak. But yeah, I totally know what you mean, my man. And you know what? It was, that's powerful stuff. I'm, uh, I'm very appreciative of, uh, of Jamin coming in. And a big shout out to uh, Hernan at the uh, Elks for uh, helping set that up. Uh, said that Jamin would be great. And uh, he definitely was. Did not disappoint uh, at all. At all. Hey guys, uh, what are the chances uh, that they move McLeod to left wing with Kane on the right side and dry settle? And then you have Holloway with Fogel and Perry as your uh, third line. Hmm, from Bones. Well, I think we've seen from Knobloch that, uh, you know what, you don't have to run the same lines all the time. I think you want continuity for sure, but it doesn't mean that you just have to say, well, Come hell or high water, we're going to stick with these lines no matter what. And I don't, uh, I, I don't see that from him. I, I think, you know, he, we've seen him switch it up because he felt like the, the the offense was a little stagnant. And so I can see why in the in the third period last night he went back to Drysdale and McDavid because uh, you know they had just scored, you know they had no, they'd scored shorthanded together. You know they'd factored in on the the last eight goals McDavid's been in on Drysdale's been on seven of them. So I get why. He went for it. They were unable to get the uh, the goal. And I think it's there is a little bit right now, and it's funny because it's never really been the issue in Edmonton. But right now, I would say the finish offensively is a bigger concern than uh, than this team defensively. Right? I don't uh I, I don't see defensively them being a, a big a big issue right now. 
you know, you're going to make the odd mistake, but if you're only giving up two goals a game, trust me, you're going to, as we've seen, you're going to win a lot of hockey games, right? You're going to win 24 out of 28. That's what happens. So I still believe their offense clearly should have the potential to be more consistent. And, you know, I'll give Knobloch credit. There are certain things he wanted to work on. He wanted them. He got their penalty kill locked in, which it is. He wanted them to be much better defensively, which it is. So I won't be surprised if uh, the next time he just works on, okay, small, we're not talking massive difference. not like the order suddenly can't score. But I think you would like them to be a little bit more consistently or consistent offensively. And so uh, would, he, uh, would he try that line, Bones? I don't know, man. I, I could see why, right? I, I could see it. McLeod and Drysaddle, they had something going. Kane can Now, can Kane play the right side? That's a question. I'm trying to th- I don't recall him playing the right side a ton, but like anything, you know, I'm sure he could try it, right? Who knows? Maybe he becomes like Fogel and uh, is a little bit more consistent. Or maybe you just play Kane with Holloway and Perry. Who knows? So uh, there's some options there. Uh, no question about it. Hey, guys, uh, what did you think of Nugent Hopkins last night? I didn't really notice him. Honestly, I, I, I don't think he I don't think he had much of an impact on the game last night. He's had a good run, but hey, some guys or some nights aren't going to be there. And I, I didn't notice him a ton uh, last night at all. So there you go. Let's get to the uh, ski report now brought to you by Snow Valley. This is the Sports 1440 Ski Report. This is your Ski Report for Wednesday, February the 7th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. Recent snowfall has perked up conditions around the city and in the mountains. At Marmot Basin, they've had 2 centimeters overnight and 13 in the last three days. This has made skiing and riding up on the new knob quad chair as good as it's been all season. No new snow in Banff in the last day, but Sunshine Village received 19 centimeters in the last seven days. Louise, 25 in the last four days. And Norquay, 25 in the last five days. Just outside Banff Park in Kananaskis, Nakiska had five centimeters in the last 48 hours. And Castle Mountain had 26 in the last three days. Five centimeters in the last two days at Kicking Horse. Nine centimeters in the last day. And 15 in the last two days days at Revelstoke. Fernie's had 10 centimeters of fresh snow in the last two days. Kimberly, four centimeters in the last two days and one centimeter in the last two days at Panorama. In the Okanagan, Silver Star has had 24 in the last two days. Big White, seven centimeters in the last day, the same at Sun Peaks and 19 centimeters in the last two days at Apex Alpine. Locally, Snow Valley, Rabbit Hill, Sun Ridge, and Edmonton Ski Club all open and in good shape. That was your Snow Valley Ski Report. Well, the good news was uh, a lot of snow in a lot of different places. And uh, we need more of it for our, for our skiers, for our sledders. Hey, just for everybody. Even the shovelers. Eh? Get a little exercise out there. Why not? Hey, guys. Uh, Maybe this is the uh, fact that I lived through the decade of darkness, but I'm concerned that the orders are now going to go on a skid. Do you know what the record is of teams on long winning streaks right after? Thanks from Pete. Well, Pete, I can tell you when Pittsburgh set the record in uh, 1997, or sorry, 1993, they only had one game left in the regular season. 
and they tied it. Then they went to the playoffs. They won the first round of the playoffs, and then they lost in seven in the uh, second round. So there, there was no kind of major slip up by them. The New York Islanders in 1982, when they won 15 in a row, they went on and won the Stanley Cup. The uh, and I'm only looking at teams that won really long streaks. The uh, the 2016-2017 Columbus Blue Jackets, who uh, by the way they had the fourth best record in the NHL that year, but <laughs> they were third in their own division. So what did that mean? In the first round, guess who they had to play? The Pittsburgh Penguins, and uh, they lost in round one. Uh, I gotta I gotta look at um, their their schedule right after. Uh, what happened? Did they go in a little bit of a funk uh, or not? I'll see. Uh, I know that uh, they they didn't finish great. I remember Columbus only won one of their, uh, I think it was like one of their last seven games going in the playoffs. Didn't play great down the stretch, but they had played quite well before that. Right? And uh, their winning streak was early in the season. In uh, like, I think it went from November till January 2nd or 3rd, something like that. And then uh, after their streak, I think they were they were kind of like a win one lose one team. I'm actually I just pulled it up right now, and so uh, Edmonton, funny enough, was their their last win uh, when they won their 16th. Uh, then they lost two, one 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 lost, one lost, one lost, and then they won two. So what would that be? One two three. They were five. One two three. They were five and five in their in their next ten games for Columbus. So. I don't know. I haven't seen much from Edmonton. Like last night was a game where they lost, but I don't think they played poor. They just lost. I'd be very surprised. And I outlined it earlier that the Edmonton orders in a, in a crazy stat have yet to lose only one game in a row this year. When they lose, it's all been in bunches, right? They lost their first two games of the season to Vancouver. Wasn't uh, wasn't ideal, but then they won one, then they lost four, one beat in overtime. But still, I'm just going by losses. To me, you either win or you lose. I don't care if you get the point or not. You still lost. Then they uh, won one game. Then they lost four in a row again. Then they won three in a row, lost three in a row, won eight in a row, lost three in a row, won sixteen in a row. And now have lost one. So I think the key for the orders now is to avoid even any sort of mini little losing skids. And uh, under Chris Knobloch, they have lost three in a row twice. So they'll probably try to avoid that. But I, I, I'm not that concerned. Connor, like, do you see any reasons to be concerned about? No, Gregor. And I mean, like, they were a, a couple really good saves by Aiden Hill away from tying this game up. It was a one-goal loss. You can say 3-1, but I'm going to put that asterisk beside it and say it was a 2-1 game. That streak continues in my mind of only allowing two goals per game for as long as it has been. I thought they did a pretty good job. And even with the Vegas Golden Knight injuries, Vegas is still a Stanley Cup winning team. Like They have that depth. They're a good club. Things just didn't really go their way for the Edmonton Oilers. And you, know, you go back to that last time. They won eight games. They did fumble the bag and three of the next ones. Uh, but the Oilers, with their upcoming schedule, especially with the trip down to Southern California, they have a chance to immediately right the ship, right? So uh, obviously you don't want to let it snowball. That's kind of the difference, I think, between the good and the great teams. They don't go on those losing skids and set themselves back. Uh, but I would fully expect the Oilers to to bounce back in the next couple games here. And you saw it. Like, 
McDavid and Dryasen looked pissed after that game. That was one that they probably feel like they could have had. So uh, I, I think they're going to bounce back extremely strong in Southern California. And I, I think the Oilers will right the ship here. But to the people like really panicking about this, just take a break. Take a chill pill. They've won 24 of their last 28. They're playing good hockey. It's okay. I think they're going to be all right. I love McDavid's post-game comments. And he said, man, I forgot how much I hate to lose. I basically said, you know, you forget how much you hate to lose. When, like the order is 51 days. Between losses for the Empton Orders. That's, that's a pretty good run. Now, they, obviously, there's extended breaks in there because of the, uh, there was a Christmas break where they had like five or six days off. And, and then in January, they had every Monday and Sunday off the whole month. And then, of course, uh, finished up, uh, had a nine day uh, break between games. But I, I do think there's something that could be said. The Edmonton Orders have really kind of owned the Anaheim Ducks as of late. And there's nothing guaranteed in the NHL. We see it all the time. But I think the orders can send a message themselves like, hey, this could be a game where let's get our offense going. Anaheim has not been able to slow down the orders offensively, right? They just haven't. So, you know what? Get up on them. And then to me, like none of this sitting back and I, you know, if I'm the orders, I say, let's go at it. They've scored 15 goals in two games against the Ducks, right? So they've shown before that, you know what? We're not necessarily just going to sit back. And that's what they need to do again. You need to get some guys feeling a little bit mojo, feeling good about themselves offensively. Because really, they haven't scored a goal with McDavid off the ice in three games. So you need some other guys going. No question about it. It's crazy to say that right now the order's issue is offense. There is at times where you're like, hey, they need more depth, sure. But not that, well, but their defense is really sound. Right now, their defense, sound. It's really good. We'll come back with the five questions. And we got uh, Spec, Paul Zur, and more on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Hello. Welcome back. Jason Gregor, Connor Halley with you on a Wednesday edition of The Gregor Show on Sports 1440. And, man, hey, big thanks to everyone who just keeps uh, listening to the show, spreading the news. We get so many new texters every week, every day on the show. It's fantastic. Remember, if you're the first time, we just put your name in. We send you into the system. Now we know who you are. It's always great. And we always welcome uh, new people that find a way to want to engage in the show. It's fantastic at 833-401-1440. Let's get now to five questions brought to you by The Brick. You can save up to $1,000 off select major kitchen appliances and uh, 400 bucks off of uh, big screen TVs, which includes free delivery for any uh, big screen TV 50 inches or larger right now at The Brick and TheBrick.com. It's time for five questions on The Jason Greger Show. All right, Greger, question number one, good or bad, what was the biggest takeaway from the Oilers' loss in Vegas last night for you? Oh, just inability to finish. Now, hey, I give uh, I give their goaltender credit for sure. I thought Aiden Hill played quite well, but I, actually, you know what? I'm going to change my. But my biggest takeaway is how comfortable the Oilers looked in a defensive game. They, for the vast majority of that game, they were in control. They weren't reeling defensively. You, you didn't see them getting hemmed in for long periods of time in their own zone. They weren't scrambling. They weren't chasing. And you only allow two goals. I'm, and you're gonna win a lot of games when you only allow two goals. So I would, I would say my biggest takeaway is they look how much comfortable they look now when they play defense. 
Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I had along those lines as well. Just this this is a different hockey team. This is not the team of years past where you know games might get out of control. Like they they can hang on, they can hang around with these solid defensive teams and keep it close. They can lock it down. It wasn't really necessarily from just last night, but what we've seen during the stretch. I think the Edmonton Oilers, with the addition of Coach Knobloch, uh, they're a different team. Paul Coffey to get getting some credit there as well. Uh, question number two: They got the back to back against the Kings and Ducks coming up Friday, Saturday. Who would you start on the Friday night game? Oh, I'm going Calvin Pickard against Anaheim and uh, Stu Skinner against L.A. Yeah, I, I think there's no bad answer here. Both goalies have been giving you quality performances, both beatable teams. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go Pickard against the Ducks as well. Question number three, uh, we've just seen it now. Uh, Three-game suspension for Brandon Dillon's hit on Anolachari. Uh, do you agree with that suspension? Well, I like Brandon Dillon as a player, but th- that's a hit they want out of the game. Um, he's a guy who's, um, you know, being suspended before, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a while, but still, uh, either way, that's, that, that was a shot. Like the Gallagher hit, I thought was way worse, but still, um, the contact that's there, you look at the angle and it's, it's in the chops first. So yeah, I, I don't have much. It's, it's hard to argue that suspension. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't necessarily think it was that bad when I saw it at first. I think we do need to have some, uh, onus on ourselves to protect ourselves out there and Dylan being a bigger guy, but, what we're trying to get out of the game and the optics. It doesn't look good with the helmet coming off in the fashion that it did. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see it. Shout out to Declan for grabbing that video. But uh, yeah, uh, I thought it might be a little bit lighter, but clearly NHL wants those hits out of the oh, game. Yeah, like when the helmet goes flying off, it's hard. Now, and, you know, obviously maybe his helmet's not on there super tight, but uh, he clearly popped him right in the chin. Right? Yeah. Like it's, there's, there's not much argument on that. 100%. 100%. Uh, question number four. Uh, we're going to do our Super Bowl prop bet of the day up at Play Alberta. Which Usher song do you think he will perform first? Go ahead. You know what? I, I think that when it comes to the Super Bowl, you got to start it off with a bit of a bang. It can't be a slow song that you're going to ease people in. you got to get people on their feet, which I have no doubt that they will be already. Uh, I'm looking OMG, a song with Will I Am. I think that's a good way to get the party started. It's right now a plus 350, so maybe worth a little action. Huh. That's a good one. Um, I might. I think he might go with Bad Habits. You gotta find it here. I don't even see the odds for this one. It could be the super long shot. What? They don't have it? No. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, make a phone call. <laughs> Get it put on there. Do you think that we're gonna see any cameos? Oh God. Like I'm so terrible at this. Like I don't <laughs> know. Like when you say Will I Am, I guess that one would make sense. Right? Like I'm trying to He's I don't there. I don't know a lot of the other collaborations Usher's done. Like I was I don't have anything against Usher, but I was never an Usher guy. Like it wasn't, you know, like I wasn't downloading his music at all. Not that I download anybody's <laughs> music really. So, but yeah, honestly, I don't even know who he's collabed with. So I wouldn't, I would, couldn't even offer a guess, but I'll go Will I Am because you said he was in his other song. Yeah. I mean, right now, just looking, Alicia Keys minus 300. So it's like they, they think she's going to be there. Lil John, Ludacris from, yeah, their options. Sean, P. Diddy Combs, David Guetta, Lil Wayne Pitbull. Madonna's the big long shot, but, uh, if you're going to use your game, well, like what what connection to him and Madonna have? I I don't even yeah, know. I like it though. Fun prop bets, man. They're yeah, good times makes the game fun. Yeah. No, we'll People keep... do some non-football research. Exactly. We'll we'll keep that going throughout the remainder of our five questions this week for the fun prop bets they have at Play Alberta. And a final question for you: Chris Rock, legendary comedian, turns 59 years old today. 
Uh, of his movies, do you have a favorite? Oh, you know, <laughs> um, and maybe this is just because where I'm at in my life right now, and I've seen it lots. But I'm probably going to go with Madagascar. <laughs> I think it's funny, man. Like that, uh, you know. It's, I've watched it a lot the last year, so I'd probably uh, would have to go with that. Now, I know obviously you don't really see him, but I guess if I'm going with one that he acts in, um, hmm. <laughs> I kind of he doesn't have a lot of great movies. Um, I guess I'm trying to think. What's a Chris Rock? Um, I'll go with Lethal Weapon 4. Okay. Uh, recently, we watched him in the... I don't know if it's called Jigsaw. It was kind of like the detective version of... Um, Jigsaw? I never even heard of that. Yeah. He's conjuring in the movies now. Jeez, I don't even know what Jigsaw is. You know the movie Saw? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a, a playoff that, uh, okay. you know, he's the de- detective trying to track him down. I don't okay. think it's a good movie, but we watched it recently. But I have to go with Grown Ups. Adam Sandler, uh, David Spade, yeah, good Kevin one. James. Uh, you know, the, the subtle shots they take at each other throughout the entirety of the movie. I think like any group of guys, uh, I found that to be quite funny. So got to go with that one. A lot of text coming in on CB4. Fair, right? That's uh, That probably would be the best. That might be the best answer. So uh, I could see why people like that one. You're not going to believe it. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Yeah shocking but uh yeah uh get a lot of votes on the text line for the longest yard oh yeah mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, the uh, the remake, so... That's not bad. Hey, guys, uh, what was the Chris Rock movie where he died and woke up in the body of a rich white guy? (laughs) (laughs) Kaylo and St. Howard. Um, I don't know. Was that Chris Rock? Down to Earth. Oh, all right. Yeah, that was a funny one, too. 
Really? Okay. <laughs> you seen about it? that one. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. There's a movie. There's a 15-year-old Connor. I had to see that one. A lot of people are going uh, with yeah cons for Usher. See, the, I think that's a finisher. Line. I think that's a finisher song. Or is that what they want us to think? Who knows? <laughs> I have no idea. I wonder how, like, like obviously the playlist you have is the Super Bowl is. And it, it's interesting because if if you were a, an artist who's who's still producing and, you know, it's pretty hot, I, I think it would be a different strategy compared if you're an artist who's got a lot of stuff and you're pretty established like Usher. Maybe you just say, well, do I just go with the hits and give the crowd what they want? I think so. If you had an album coming out next month, I mean, you'd be silly not to sprinkle it in a little bit, wouldn't yeah. you? Well, but if you have an album the next month and no one's ever heard the song, I don't <laughs> think that that's the best place to do it. Hey, here's my debut song now. And people are like, what? Because the crowd, you want to get the crowd involvement, right? They're singing along, they're dancing. Now, maybe it's a super good tune and you really like it and that's a way to do it. But maybe you do that in the middle. You definitely don't open with it and you definitely don't close with it. So I think maybe you could do it uh, uh, in between. So. Hey, boys, the banter between Joe Pesci and Chris Rock and Lethal 4, unreal from uh, Laser. It's true. Very, very good text. New Jack City, boys. Chris Rock, killer from uh, Brandon. That's not a bad one. Hey, guys, uh, DJ got us fallen in love. Book it from Torn. Mm, all right. Yeah. Like, where do you come out on Usher? Are you a big Usher fan? I I can't say I'm a big Usher fan. Like I don't dislike him. I felt like every couple of years he'd he'd put out a song that you'd hear, you know, out at the club when you'd go out. But yeah, to me, got old quick. Like I, I loved Ludacris' verse in it, and but it just seemed like you know wherever you go, you're going to hear that song. So it's got a little old to me. I'll I'll be entertained by this one, Gregor. Like I I said on Fantasy Friends, I feel like this is a, a performance. He's going to perform songs, and people that might not be the biggest fan will say, oh, this song. And then, oh, oh, he does this one, too. Like, kind of a reminder of, of all the hits that he does have. All right. Well, that's probably what it's going to be for me. Yeah. Like, you, sometimes you go to a concert, and you're like, oh, God, this is his song, too? Mm -hmm. This is her song? Like, I remember going to Elton John concert, and I loved Elton John, but there were still a few. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about this song. Like, he had so many, so many great hits. So I was like Rod Stewart, too. Rod Stewart still, if I just look at age, might be one of the most impressive concerts I've ever been to in my life. He was like 68 or something. And he's and like, like the ladies in the front row were just going <laughs> bananas swooning over him. Right? Mills and Gilf's going crazy. They were loving it. And he's up there on stage, man, and he's punting soccer balls into the second deck. Just absolutely killing it. I was just like, man, and he had a lot of good songs too. So uh, I'll give him credit for that. But he, as a performer, he, like his concert wasn't the, my favorite, but might have been my most surprising of how good it was. I wasn't expecting it from uh, from Rod Stewart. So. Like he's a performer. Yeah, he was a performer, and obviously he was a really talented guy. He had a lot of good songs. I would. Uh, I'd love to see Maggie May live. Oh, he, but dude, <laughs> it was excellent. It was very good. Let's get to uh, the con man. And a sports 1440 update brought to you by Booster Juice. Booster Juice is rewarding you for being you this February. A free drink today for if your name is Catherine or John. Go to uh, any Booster Juice and you get a free drink. Download the Booster Rewards app and see if your name is next. Two different names every day this month. 
at Booster Juice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 